welcome to the tug of more where we just have conversations yep. about how we know that God has called us to something great and there's a tug from where we are to where we want to be. Yeah, there's always a tension and a fight and a struggle if we actually want to achieve more. Yeah, and so we've got some great friends uh, today, yes. John yeah. and Priscilla Bohr. They're pastors in Las Vegas. And so, man, they're friends before yep. they're pastors in another church. Aww. And so they just came and so spoke sweet. for us this last Sunday. Yeah. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And while y'all are in town, we're like, let's introduce you to the audience and to everybody sure. who's a part. We're super pumped that you're here, and we're just going to have a real conversation today yeah. about Great. ministry, life, leadership, and the tug of more. Okay. So uh, we've known each other for 12, yeah. 12 years, and yeah. so what I know is that you guys have some funny stories <laughs> about ministry. This last time, uh, Pastor John and Priscilla brought us in to go yeah. and speak at Anchor Hill Church in Vegas, which, by the way, if anyone's ever in Vegas... That's the You'd you better, listen, I don't care how much money you spend in while you're gambling, <laughs> that's between you and Jesus, but you better give as much to Anchor Hill Church oh, as you gambled when true, you go. Yeah, Amen. We, we had some people in our church plan a trip <laughs> to true. Vegas, uh, and they were a little nervous about it yeah. because- They don't want to party too hard. They had been to Vegas previously before Jesus and that's becoming right. new, and so they used you guys as the anchor to not go buck wild while they were in Vegas. They knew they had to show up on Sunday. That's right. They had a place to be and a time slot to be there. Kept them in. And one of them, one of them hit the jackpot. What? Won seven grand, and That's they came right. and tithed to y'all. Hey man, hey. So hey. it's for the Lord, y'all. It's for the Lord. It's for the Lord. Doing it for the Lord. I don't know about what happened to that scripture about the storehouse, but <laughs> okay, they okay. they gave it to y'all on that Sunday. And oh, so man. so that's good. I'm glad. You're funny. And. Uh, so I know that you guys have a bunch of crazy stories. Oh, man. Priscilla, tell them, tell them the one. <laughs> he starts laughing. Uh, before. It's even such a disaster. So. I'm so glad it's hilarious to him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. So I was a youth pastor in Houston, and you guys were coming to that church uh, to step into a pastoral role. And like you move into town, or just tell the story. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, yeah, it had been maybe five weeks, and we'd moved from Tampa to Flor Tampa, Florida, yeah, to Houston, Texas, and um, he went back for a wedding, and I was six months pregnant at that point. Okay, which is already humorous. Right, <laughs> because I become humorous. a house. Like right. I, I'm barely five foot three. There's nowhere for the child to go. Yeah, so it's just I'm out. enormous. Yeah, out, very much out. Yeah, and um, and so, anyways, we went to church. Went swimming after because it's ridiculously hot in Houston. Yep. Yeah. And decided to come in after being in the heat all day. And my daughter, who was like four years old at that point, who's like an angel baby all the time. Aren't they all? Yeah. <laughs> except, <laughs> no, really uh, except when they're not. <laughs> except when they're not. No, and she really was. She was she sweet. Really was very like sweet. Such a good child. And But out of nowhere, I fixed her some food. I was getting ready to get in the shower because I was, you know, hot and dirty and gross yeah. from being in the pool. And she completely spazzes out, and I had poured her some milk, and she straight up grabbed the cup and was like, I don't want milk, and, like, flung it across the house. And I was so startled by yeah. her reaction. Um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to deal with you in a minute, but let me go clean up the house yeah. here. And I opened up the pantry door, and a plume of smoke came out of it. So then I was like, what in the world's happening? Right. And... Everything like kind of went into slow mo. I started looking around, and smoke was coming out of all the light sockets. And so I like rushed to go grab her, and she just instantly ran to me. We ran to the door, and I opened the door, and the entire 
complex was on fire, completely ablaze. Like think of backdraft, the movie or whatever. This oh, gets man. funnier. Wow. Hang on. Okay. I know. This is real serious right now. So just just moved to a new city. Five weeks. Didn't Husb- know husband's out of town. About mm. to pop with a baby. Pop a baby out. <laughs> okay. And so now I'm like straight up carrying my daughter down yeah. the stairs, and um, legit ninety seconds later, the entire place implodes. Mm. Yeah. There's the fire trucks, and all the neighborhood is like in the parking lot. Um, but so, like I said a few minutes ago, or whenever I started talking, I was getting ready to get in the shower right. when all this happened. Okay. <laughs> so there's a couple things that need to happen to get in the shower, right? Like, so you turn on the water, you take yeah. your clothes, yes. pretty, you start yeah. taking your clothes off, right? Yeah. So I was, I pulled my bathing suit out and I, <laughs> oh, Yeah, I mean, it's what you do to get in the shower. Yeah, it's yeah. what you do. It's what I do anyway, is <laughs> right. to get in the shower. Yeah. Right. But luckily you grabbed something as you were leaving the house. I don't even know why I did it in this order, but I took my swimsuit out off, but kept my like over my my cover up. Your your moo-moo. It was like a moo-moo. Let's just be honest. It was a Now now Whitney, she calls them uh uh, what do they call? She I calls them kimonos. That's cute. Because this one and Bailey and Rachel, they'll show up on a Sunday wearing a bathrobe like it's an outer garment. So she, she's a kimono. It's a kimono. It's a kimono slash robe. Yeah. Okay. So you're wearing a robe. But it is see-through, right? This, yep, yeah. This not, is not even a robe. Good. This isn't a robe. This isn't a robe. This is definitely a see-through. It's a velour robe. <laughs> is it velour the word? Oh, I don't know. It's basically swim lingerie. Oh, whoa. Okay. Super. <laughs> pregnant yes and so, i'm looking great like so this is amazing how like, house is burnt burnt down I'm it's collapsed in the, yeah it's completely collapsed i'm in the middle of the parking lot with like felt like hundreds of people and right. all the firemen in the city right. and i'm not decent <laughs> i don't even have right. shoes on but like every everything's everywhere basically yeah. yes and i hadn't showered right. and i've been at the pool so oh so you're already wrecked how rank i was like yeah, yeah, being yeah. in the pool all day it, okay, so the only people I knew in the city was hit like our new pastor, right? Of course, Your brand new boss, brand new boss. <laughs> yeah, she's known for I five mean, weeks. I, yeah, he I mean, I don't think he knows our last name at this point. Yeah. So I mean, I, that's the only <laughs> phone number I had. I literally called him, and was like, "My house burned down, and, and, and I don't I, have anything." And I'm naked in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm naked in the parking lot. I'm gonna need you to come get me. Oh my and word! So he, he rolled up, took you to the store. He straight rolled in like he had a Hummer. It was like a movie. I of don't even course. know. It was like smoke everywhere. The Hummer yeah. comes in the parking lot. I don't even know how he got in there. But <laughs> he came, picked me up, and I like, I have to climb into this vehicle. His whole family's in the back. No. And I, when I'm nervous, all I do is talk about the awkward. Like oh. anything that's awkward <laughs> that's happening, all I do is talk about that. Yeah. And so I just kept going like, I'm so sorry. I'm naked in your car. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, oh my gosh, your wife must think I. This is nuts. I am so sorry. I smell so bad. I, I know I smell. I'm so sorry. I thank you for rescuing me. And now I'm naked in your car. Yes. So, so they got you clothed while this is happening. John's on an airplane. Yes. That's about to crash. Well, it it, it felt like it. it. It hit was one of the. It's happened maybe two or three times. You travel in my a lot. Life. Speak all over yes. the country. Flying into Houston. Every now and then, like once every like seven years, like there's like a little, I don't know what it is. It's an air pocket or something Yeah. where you just, or it's just insane turbulence yeah. where you just drop way farther. Than, this was like a different thing. Then you're, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like people hitting the roof. Screaming, uh, throwing screaming. up, the little bat, the, the little things, things yeah. come out. People praying, 
sign of the cross. Right. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those things. Wow. So that happens to me simultaneously. But what was interesting is when I land, she called me like right as I landed. But it was the weirdest moment. Because you're like, thank God I'm alive. I'm like, thank God I'm yeah. alive, for sure. But she calls me and like, hey, babe, thinking I've got like You've got the craziest story. Like, story. To talk about for that she, day. And know, this is like, all. Yeah, this. my story wins. <laughs> nope. Make it in the car with our new pastor. Nope. House burned down. But this is what she said. She goes, hey, babe. So she normally is like, how's it going? There's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, there's a banter, you know, when, right, when. Right. Okay. So she goes, babe, I just want this you to know. This is a voicemail that I, that I No, no, it. this was not a voicemail. I, you were, you. I talked to you. Oh, <laughs> it I was, was PTSDing at yeah, this point. For sure. Yeah, for sure. No she idea. goes, babe, hey, you good? Okay, I'm good. Just want you to know the house burned down, but I'm fine. And I'm with Pastor. Uh, go to his house. Bye. I was like, did she just say the house burned down? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Pick up a gallon of milk. Oh, by the way, the house burned down. Yeah. And it I was like really she just got off the phone. When chaotic stuff happens, which doesn't seem like that right. would be for my personality, but when crazy stuff happens, I get really quiet and slow and I can like process and see. But yeah. I but the know. people behind me in line, like I hung up and I go, did, did, did she just say the house burned down? Like, I don't know what she said. I didn't hear her. She just said her house burned down. No. So that day, the devil was trying to get y'all. Like at the same time, trying to wipe us like, all out. Like we can yeah. laugh. We laugh about it now. Yeah. When, we were just, now. when we were just in Vegas, they told us that story yeah. and we were laughing so hard. <laughs> Priscilla told us another story that is not nope. appropriate. <laughs> We're not sharing on the podcast. <laughs> we laughed so hard we had to pull the car over and laugh on the side of the road. But like for real, that day, it's like the devil was like, you know what, the boars, I'm done with them. Right. Yeah. We're gonna right. deal with that. And I think that in ministry sometimes the picture of the stage is like really beautiful and mm -hmm. alluring and it's like, I'm going to serve the Lord as long as I'm in the lights. Right. But what I've known about you guys in your whole ministry of being faithful is there's been some really hard seasons mm -hmm. yeah. and going to Vegas. Yeah. Like dude, sin city, you're like on the, in the gate of hell, like yeah. to reach people. And I can't imagine that it's always easy. No, it's, it's not always easy. And I, we were talking about this earlier. I always tell people that are inquiring about ministry because yeah. it's like you said, they're like, ooh, that looks cool. I want to be on the stage. Yeah. I want the, the the accolades. I want people to see the I want to get a bunch of likes. What, I don't know why people would want to do it. Um, that's not really all we do. As a matter For of sure. fact, it's a small right. fragment of right. what we do. And what we tell a lot of people is like the longevity of ministry is not going to be connected to your ability to just to get on a stage. Well, it's going to be directly connected to your pain threshold. Yeah. Okay. How much pain can you walk through? How much weight can you carry that nobody's going to see? Wow. That nobody's going to know about. Right. Yeah. It's just going to be you and your wow. wife or you and like close people, maybe yeah. you and your pastor, your counselor, or however you do that. There's going to be very few people that will know the amount of pain and or weight yeah. that you're going to carry. And um, if you don't have some thick skin, mm -hmm. uh, that's why you got to know you're called. Yeah. Like, For sure. It's not one of these things that it's like, This is oh, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Like, I could sell real estate or I could do this. Like, oh, I could do these things. Right. We tell people, go do it then. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you could do something else, you should right, go do go that. Do it yeah. Yeah. Because it costs and it's going to cause you a lot of pain. Right. Amazing it, stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. But a oh, lot of it's pain, heavy. too. Yeah. Priscilla and I were having a conversation just earlier that, like, there are these wonderful seasons, mm -hmm. but all throughout these seasons is coupled and mixed with some pain because sure. in this life we have trouble, right. mm -hmm. but we serve a mighty God and right. he's yeah. overcome. And so 
I think for us, that's what something we've learned yeah. is our ability to hold some pain, to carry it on broad yeah. shoulders. It's the only way to get it's through like, it. It's like on one hand, there's great victory and excitement and right. celebration. Right. right. But in this other hand that nobody sees, you were crying the night before. Right. right. You were like brokenhearted. You're you're leading and bleeding at the same time right. as what the bishop T.D. Jake says. Ooh, You've got to be able one. to lead and that's bleed. Good. It's true. Yeah. And, and it's what it is. And so what are some of the things that maybe we've experienced that are the hard, like that are, that are the parts that that people need to know. So it's not j only people in ministry. No, anybody right. if, in any, if you feel called, yeah, right. Like we have a home builder in our church. Yep. He's called mm -hmm. to build homes. Right. We right. have a guy we just talked with. He's wanting to open like a plumbing business. Right. He feels right. called. This is what the Lord's saying. If you're opening a salon, you're called to do that. If you're pursuing what God has for you, pains, pains coming, man. Yeah. The devil is real, and he has a strategy. So what are some of the things that maybe we've we've walked through. Like we can laugh now about a house burning yeah, down, right. right? but like, yes, that might've caused some like trauma, but it's not like you're laying up at night about that moment. It's more right. the people stuff. Yes, right. yeah. it That's is. For sure. It's that, it's, um, it's, it's people, it's walking through life with people. Yeah. Because if you care, you're gonna carry their weight. You're gonna carry their burden too, right? Mm. So right. it's just not gonna be, hey, let me just counsel you and pray for you. Um, you're gonna carry some of that with you. So yeah. you've gotta make Absolutely. sure we do the, the work of staying tender enough to keep caring so that it doesn't just become robotic. Right. That, that's a problem in ministry if you're just like, if you're just winging it, if you're just on like yeah. autopilot mode, yeah. people will pick up on the fact that you're on autopilot, yeah. which is why you have to take care of yourself, yeah. which is why you have to do the work to make sure that our heart stays the way God <laughs> would want our heart to be. That you don't get calloused. Yes. Sure. Like if you're working a whole lot of your hands, your hands will get calloused. Yes. And that, but that's not good for your heart. No. no. But as you're counseling with people and walking through their tragedy, a friend of mine who's a firefighter, he said his life is seeing the worst 15 minutes of people's lives. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes in ministry, that's kind of what we do. Absolutely. We, yeah. run in, we run into their burning building yeah, of no. their marriage or their kids, their addiction or whatever. And yeah, that can callous your heart sometimes. Mm -hmm. so Absolutely. That's a piece. I heard, um, oh, I don't know who said it, but it was so good. And I've used it a couple of times in my sermons. Uh, so John Bohr said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, basically yeah. I, I came up with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but this is what he said. Oh, it was a guy named Darius Daniels. This is who said it. Um, he said, there's a difference between a hardened heart and a healed heart. Hmm. Yeah. Saying just because you don't feel it doesn't mean you're healed and whole. Mm. And so uh, if you've learned to cope, that's not exactly what God would want for us. He right. actually, yeah, we got to learn to cope and we've got to learn to deal with the heavy things, but it's, we've got to get to the place where that's not all we're doing. We're just not coping, 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 yeah. coping, right. that we're staying whole and healed internally yeah. and emotionally. And it's, it's going to be different for people, how they get there. Yeah. Like some people may need counseling and exercise. Some people may need exercise and time off. It, it's going to vary by right. the person. Right. And I don't care how you get there. We just have to make sure we get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. so critical to do that. No, we talk a lot about emotional health, even here on the podcast, yeah. that it's a super important piece of anybody who's trying to be a leader and trying to strive for more. And and so for y'all, I mean, as you've walked through and navigated, how have you healed your hearts rather than hardened them? What's, hmm. what's, a, what's a strategy you've used? Well, um, both of us went through um, a program called um, Transformation Ministries that was based out of Tampa. And it was a six-month program. Uh, course really that helped to teach you some coping mechanisms, yeah. but also helped you to heal your heart from childhood wounds, from yeah. just what you carry in life as pastors, but for anybody, anybody um, doing anything is carrying pain from, Absolutely. from marriage, from childhood, yeah. from 
betrayal and in the for ministry sure. there's a lot of backstabbing stuff for just sure crazy stuff happening which people don't think happens yeah right? we you know you think that all these pastors and all these people they're all just loving jesus and no. praying in their office because we don't show up like that on a sunday or a wednesday yeah. we show right. up smiling and yeah. inquiring about what's going on with you how are you yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not dump you know what i mean like dump in and like saying like, oh my gosh, I'm falling apart. I'm having this and not, I just got in a big old fight with my kids. And yeah. you're- which is a, which was a shock for me. My, <laughs> my mom and dad aren't in ministry. Mm -hmm. They're like the best people that attended church and taught Sunday school and all the things. Right. So I just assumed that all these people in ministry were all just angels. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson, he has a quote uh, that he said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it felt like I'm just in ministry and I'm teaching and I'm preaching. I'm a youth pastor and do all these things. And then wow. And mm. then I'm like, what? That's yeah. that's not supposed to happen. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so the people pain is maybe one of the hardest ones. You said For the sure. word betrayal. Yeah. And I, I think mean, that the betrayal is a maybe the heaviest. Yeah. Because I mean, we're humans. Yeah. We're walking out our Jesus journey too, right? Yeah. Right. We're doing the best we can. And I mean, we're trying to, out of the overflow of our own life, be a support system for other people, right? But we don't get it right all the time. For sure. And if we make any type of mistake, it's taken, I feel like. It's magnified. It's magnified and exaggerated and very little grace is given downwards where mm -hmm. I feel like as pastors, our heart is gen generally, it's like grace giving. It's to see and build life into yeah. people. Um, and so we don't get it right every time. And, and there's very few people that stick with you if you've made any kind mm -hmm. of mistake. And I, I think in ministry, it doesn't take a ton. Like, I mean, I get an email if, if I miss somebody in the hallway, just don't mm -hmm. say hello. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're not coming back to my church if I miss the hello one yeah. weekend mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, but there's also, of course, been people that have lied and sabotaged and, and spoken about my kids. And, yeah. and so there's times where you're going, Lord, I need this healed because yeah. I, I'm not okay. Yeah. And I still want to help people, but I need a moment to process my own pain. So yeah. I don't bleed all over everybody yeah. else. And, yeah. and well, you just gave two really good tips. One, you got to talk to God about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then like that program you guys went through, you got to talk to somebody else. Yes. About it. Yeah. Like for Whit and I, and for Rachel and I and Aaron and Whit, we're all in counseling mm -hmm. right. and that it's funny the things that I'm talking to my counselor about the most is my childhood stuff. Mm -hmm. But then the childhood stuff that has attached itself to my adulthood stuff right. Right, that all starts to get all jumbled up in totally. a mess. Yeah. And then, cause I was hurt here and I was hurt there. It's now this wound that I carry around. Yeah. And it affects how you see, how you see everything. Yeah, it does. It, you know, it, sometimes it, you don't operate at your best when you're hurt. Yeah. You know, and um, sometimes longer in the ministry, something that somebody said to you, um, brings up something that somebody else said to you at some point in your life. And then so you start to feel like they are saying to me what that person back there mm -hmm. said to me. It really doesn't have anything to do with it. But right. that also comes to us as well in the ministry that people have had bad experiences with pastors. Mm -hmm. And so they think you're going to do to them what somebody else did to them. Right. And so that's why sometimes we can get the like the vitriol of people and you're like, yo, I'm not your old pastor. Like I'm yeah. not your childhood pastor. Mm. Like I'm just right. out here trying to be on my grind and be faithful to yeah. Jesus. I'm not the guy that no, said that true. to you back in 1984. Right. No, it's true. But yeah. we operate that way sometimes in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we make the assumption that uh, they're thinking what I would think, or they're right. Right. acting the way I would act. And mm -hmm. I think, gosh, it can be so difficult. Wait, talk about, uh, cause what John just said is something you've yeah. experienced a lot. Yeah. 
as executive pastor leading the team right. that people will be dealing with you, but they're really hearing their mom. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Or they're really hearing, they'll talk to me, how their dad spoke to them. Right. And it's like, it's like they put somebody else's face on my body. Right. Yeah. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's, that child, it's that childhood stuff Completely. that if we don't dig it out. I think, yeah, as leaders, we have to understand that the people we're leading, that they have their own hurt, they mm -hmm. have their own pain, and maybe they have not been in an environment that's taught them how to heal it, and right. so instead they've hardened it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've experienced lots of times where as I'm leading a team member or just coaching them on, hey, let's try it this way, instead they're hearing your failure because mm. that's what their mom used to say yeah. or they're hearing yeah. you'll never succeed because while i'm saying hey if you tried it like this instead it might be more successful they hear that voice instead that says you know you screwed it up again mm. you're always going to be a screw up and it's like we have a great responsibility and opportunity as leaders to help coach and guide people to healing. Yeah. Right. And so for us, like we have to set the example. We have to be the first ones because yeah. if we harden our hearts, then we are creating a team of people with hardened hearts. And then if we're pastors, a church of people with hardened hearts. And there's hearts, no right. communication happening. There's no, no real healing going to no. take place. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's so tricky. It is. And even like, this isn't even a new thing. If you go all the way back to the garden, so you're, you're talking Genesis three and four here, yeah. after Adam and Eve right, fell, right. and God's in the garden, and he's like, where are you guys? And he right. says, we're hiding because we're naked. And he said, who, who, told, who, told, you you? Right. who told you that? Who told you that? And that's what ends up happening with us. Who, who said that about you? Right. you know, so that's just like a skill set that we've had to learn, and yeah. I encourage everybody to think about learning, is when something happens, where stress happens, where conflict happens, mm to realize and to identify who's talking to me here. Like, yeah. am wow. I hearing somebody right. else? Am I right. hearing my dad, my mom, my whatever it may be? Yeah. Um, and you have to have that in the ministry as yeah. well. Like you've, yeah. you've got, and then we, there's the spiritual component as right. well. There's the enemy component as well, For sure. where the enemy is constantly attacking you in the mind, right. where he's, he's wanting to make you feel insecure about your calling so you don't step out and advance it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that we've had to do that yeah. with the church plant because when we planted the church, and this was kind of a weird direction change, and this, oh, this is okay. Right. No, <laughs> do it. It was, I thought I was maybe too old hmm. to do it because I, you know, I'm watching people now being very successful at planting churches in their yeah. 28, 29, and 30. Yeah. And I had only been a pastor for like three years at that point. I couldn't have planted a church at 28 years old, you know, but I could hear the enemy yeah. going, oh, it's not going to work. You're already too old to do this. Mm -hmm. You gave up all these years. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just a part of this whole thing where you know, I've had to learn how to identify, okay, who's talking to me yeah. here? And then it always comes back to the the best tip and or tool um, to be able to stay in this thing long-term, which is where what we were talking about, is it goes back to first and foremost, I'm doing this for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, doing man. this for the Lord. I'm right. doing this because he called me. You right. know, I'm, I'm answering this email again. Somebody thinks I said something to them that I didn't yeah. say to them because yeah. they heard somebody else's voice. Yeah. I'm doing this for mm -hmm. the Lord. Um, the way that people can treat my wife. And some of y'all ladies can be really mean. No, you're in right. In ministry. I don't know. I, maybe it's just the West Coast, but some of the... No, you know, no, no. Come on we, now. But something she says all the time yeah. is the hardest thing for women in ministry is other women right. in ministry. Oh, it's, no, it's 100%. I, I get it way more from yeah. women than men and way more than he gets it from anybody. Yeah. No, for correct. every one conflict he's in, I'm in 10. <laughs> and so I'm like, of, of course, at times I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. why do I stir this up in people? Yeah. Um, and I think it's 
complicated. I mean, that's a whole other thing to talk no. about. But like, I think that as a woman stepping into a leadership role, um, it can be intimidating to other women that either have been told they can't lead. Right. They're sitting on their own callings and giftings. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, they've been put in their own boxes. Um, but Or their insecurity in makes it so they only know how to stab. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they instead of going like, go ahead, girl, go run, they're like pulled down rather yeah. than encouraged. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, at Anchor Hill, honestly, I'm still navigating through all that, going like, how can I empower these women um, in general, Lord, in, in my own life, how can I lead in a way that empowers women yep. um, rather than causes insecurity or, or a feeling of lack in some way? Yeah. Um, because women, for whatever reason, when they feel insecure, um, they can gossip and yeah. they yeah. can tear down. And, and so I know that as a woman, when I'm unhealthy and out of balance, yeah. my mouth goes and don't talk to me after midnight. Yeah, and you know yeah. that already. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're already warned. Right. Yeah. No, but your filter um, is lost. Filter's right. down, right? right. But um, Priscilla with the down filter is actually very hilarious. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, I learned that firsthand <laughs> it a, is. Couple, a couple so of times. I didn't mean to totally hijack that thought, but it is pretty oh, awesome. Oh yeah. But no, but I th for us, what we try to keep in mind with that when it comes to other people coming on the team and women, I think that man, there's a lot of room in the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's no, so much room in the kingdom correct. that like Bailey is a leader here at Living Church. We've got Amanda, we've got a, Rachel, we've got right. a lot of ladies in ministry. And I think that if there's this poverty mindset of there can only be one first lady. Mm -hmm. Right. No, first of all, the first lady concept, What we're not yes. the president. Right, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody can be elevated. Right. All of us should yes. be elevated. Right. Yes. And I think if we would stop, if we would realize there's plenty of room in the kingdom, we would stop trying to pull each other down. Yeah, no, I think good. for sure that's part of the piece that's huge is that for a lot of us, we haven't seen a lot of women doing what we're doing, right. leading in the ways that we're leading. And that's what it starts to look like. Well, there's only a couple of spots. And so we start fighting mm -hmm. each other for the spot rather than elevating each other right. and making spots, yes. making opportunity. Right. And I think for all of us as leaders, if we yeah. can heal our hearts, we help create opportunity. Right. I think I've seen it though, dudes, even in men, oh, like totally. that are like, oh, hey, oh yeah, come on, they're flexing. Guys are they're super flexing. competitive. Yeah. They, they do it in a different way. Yeah. They do it in a respectable, like, oh yeah, or, I bench press X Y Z. Yeah. But they do it with their ministry totally. stats and all their. Well, by the way, I bench pressed three three fifty this morning. Oh, you did? <laughs> no, <Sure>. I did not. <laughs> the the thing with guys though is that like once we're done with each other, we're done. We Outside get in a fight. Yeah. And so like we kind of write them off and we're like, they're an idiot. And so you don't really <laughs> think about it anymore and we're not stuck. But I think with ladies, sometimes yeah, if they're no. in a church and their husband's there, they feel like we have to stay in relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, no. it's a big, it's a, a slippery, tricky can of worms. It is. Yeah. But then it always comes back to what I just said. Yeah. It's, it's that ministry call. Yeah. Even with the navigating mm -hmm. with the, the women and the relationships and everything that comes along with it, um, it has to be what anchors you. Yeah. It has to be what anchors you. That I feel like a broken record, but it's so true, yeah. which is God called me. Yeah. No, right. God called me. It's what got us through the so, first two years of that no. church plant, which yeah. is God called me. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So with all the hurt and the pain and the things that we experience in ministry, have you guys ever wanted to quit? Uh, how many are, times are this we allowed week? to say um, how many this week? Okay. This week? This no, so, so the reason <laughs> like, that I give ask, us a time frame. So the, like, the reason I ask is because that feeling 
we need to know we're not the only ones that feel it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. But when we feel isolated, like, oh, I'm weak. I must not love right. God as much. Mm-hmm. God yeah. might have removed his hand from my call, so I should just quit. No, 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 no. You're not the only person that's feeling that if you oh. feel like you should quit on the dream that God gave you. Uh. Yeah, when it's not going at the rate that you thought it was going to go, I'm yeah. referring to the dream. Yeah. Um, that's when, I don't know why, you can begin to question if, am I doing, like, did I hear you right? I mean, yeah. I had pizza before, so maybe right. that messed me up, and I, yeah. I couldn't hear, and I got an ear infection, so I'm plugged up. Yeah. I, I, what What is that? Because we set expectations, more specifically, if we're talking about ministry, and maybe probably in business, too. Um, if you set number of expectations, like, my business is supposed to be here, or my church is supposed to be here, mm-hmm. uh, my ministry is supposed to be here by this point in time, and if you don't get there... right. It, start, it can start to do a number on your head, and when it moves from your head to your heart, that's when it becomes very challenging and very difficult. That's when you want to quit, because we had those days oh, planting the I church. Oh, I like the whole first year, every Sunday, we were like, did, did we hear God? Yeah. Like, what, did we, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what I thought this was going to be, but I, it wasn't this. Yeah. It and wasn't then, this. And then even, this isn't what it was. I mean, John, you and I talked even after the pandemic. Oh, like, man. Vegas was hit way harder than Texas right. was of like everything that got shut down. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm starting over after starting from, from nothing. Yes. Right. And one of the things I admire most about, most about you guys is y'all could go anywhere. No, mm-hmm. right. Like no, there's we- there's a hundred <laughs> pastors that would give anything to get you guys. I mean, I would give anything to get you guys to come here and be a part of what we're doing in Mansfield. Right. Aww, that's but, but y'all are called and you've said no to incredible ministry, even financial opportunities, but to stay faithful to where God has called you because you know God called you. There. Yeah, right. and it, but it was a process to get us yeah. right. to that point. Right. You know, it was... Um, so I go back to the first year and we had our worst Sunday that we'd ever had. We had like 80 people show up to church. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't come out here for 80 people. Like, this is not what I can. You know, we were at a really big church in Texas, too. It was a great Which church. is hard when you travel and preach. Yes, that Like, too. for me, I'll travel and preach to thousands in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you come home where you're giving your blood, sweat, and tears, and there's 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird experience. Yeah. So that's, but I think that was part of the journey yeah. is... Yeah. Those 80 people, we were, we just made the choice. We were given our life to yeah. this city and yeah. to these people, whatever yeah. that number was. And we had to reevaluate what was a win to us. Because mm. when you're doing ministry on a large scale, um, when you're, we're just talking about numbers, right? Because I honestly think every corner pastor that has 50 people, they're the real heroes, honestly, to stay mm. faithful in, yeah. in those hard scenarios. Yeah. Um, but, when you have staffs that are larger than some churches, mm-hmm. um, when you have money coming in and really it's just about like, you can do which, what you want to yeah. do How and do you're not struggling. How do you, than, you're more, where do we get the resource? Exactly. Right. Like, what do right. I spend the money on right. rather than do we have enough to make yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you have to really recalibrate what is a win. And every one of those people investing in one of those people became sure. a win in a different way that then we hadn't experienced ministry in yeah. that way in a long time. And, um, and so we've, we began to value people and see people in a different way. And honestly, yeah. I think it, it is why we have such a heart connection to the city. Cause we yeah. know those people, we know those stories. You're there for them. They're not a number to us right. anymore. Yeah. Right. So John, you're saying your worst Sunday ever. Oh yeah. 80 people. Oh yeah. So, 
It was the next Monday was very depressing. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we'd have got out of bed to perform. Right. Well, we would yeah. have these because we're talking about if we ever wanted to quit, right? Yeah. So right. I'm yeah. trying to be like super right. honest. Yeah. Right. I was ready to quit that Monday. Yeah. Um, because we had had some people offer us what I thought I wanted, which was a church that was established with my, all the things that she just talked about. And so that was kind of in the back of my head too. Yeah. Uh, where I'm like, man, I don't really need to do this. Like, we don't have to work this hard. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> like have to do this. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'm right. doing it, but I don't, do I really have to do this? And so we had the conversation. Just God had also blessed us. I would say blessed us because we were never in the same place at the same time. Meaning, oh, if yeah. I was high, she was low. Yeah. Or if I was low, she was high. Yeah. Which created balance. For right. sure. Right. So right. I was Lord. low. Yes. Oh. And yeah. she was higher at yeah. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but we had the conversation and, and she said this. She was like, okay, this is it. If it's 80, it, let's say it's 80 people. And there's nothing wrong with 80 people. But mm -hmm. at the moment, I thought that that wasn't good enough, right? Yeah. I, for whatever reason, will we keep going? Like, are we going to do this? And it took me probably five or six days. It was a weird week for me too. Like, I talk about this sometimes where, um, like, probably two days after that, I was still really low. I was just driving in my car. And out of nowhere, I'm just at a stop sign, and I just start crying. Which I, is so, I, he's yeah, so you're, not emotional. You're, you're even keel guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not really like me. Right. Um, that's not really for me. And I'm like, yeah. what am I crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on? And it was this wrestling with, I thought it was going to be more than this in my yeah. head. And, yeah. and, and maybe I thought if it'd be more than this, that it would give me more value than maybe I thought I had going into this. Like, I thought this would make me some big deal. I don't, I don't really know. Those are all the things that questions I had yeah. to answer yeah. for myself. Yeah. Uh, long story short, we get to the end of the week and we're like, yeah, okay, if this is all it's going to ever be, man, we're going to do this. And it didn't turn around right away. Now it began to grow. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but it helped me mentally and emotionally. And then you were just talking about this. We found ourselves there again on the other side of the pandemic Yeah. yeah. because we found ourselves again with about 80 people yeah. after we had grown and had gone from, you know, 80 to, to hundreds and we were yeah. getting there and yeah. things were growing. It was starting yeah. to click and Money was coming, like it was everything you need to kind of drive. It was all there. Yeah. And then it got then your shut down. Momentum got oh. ripped out from you. Yeah. Well, Staff you know. turnaround, people leaving the city. Yeah. I mean, the entire city completely closed down. Yeah. Well, Vegas yeah. closing for eight months. The driving industry of Vegas is the service industry, right. AKA yeah. the casinos, right? Yeah. But so people think the casinos and they think, oh, they're just a bunch of like blackjack people. No, man, there's restaurants and people that yeah. work in and finance right. and all, all kinds of like yeah. businesses created from them. Yeah. We, what do we lose? Probably a third mm -hmm. of the people of our church were connected to that and they moved out of the city. Yeah. Right. So there we were again. And I think I called you. You did. Frustrated. I was like, yeah. dude, yeah. there was like 84 people at church again. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I said this to him. I don't know that I want to do this again. No, right. yeah, you do. Like, yeah. I already did this. Like, right. I already said yes once. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say it again. Yeah. No. I'm four years older. <laughs> yeah. In all of this. And I got, we came to the same answer again yeah. quicker this time. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. We got to keep going. No, when we were with you uh, in Vegas just a few weeks back, mm -hmm. man, we talked about it the night before your service, like just the heaviness and the, and the, and the difficulty of that season. It's a tough city and too. we all, the four of us left and went back to our hotel and we're like, man, I don't know if I could be that faithful. Like right. <laughs> I was so amazed by your faithfulness and your yes. But y'all, I'll tell you that being there the next day and seeing what the God is change. doing and mm -hmm. the life change and the stories, I was weeping at the end because I yeah. was so overwhelmed by the goodness of God and like yeah. your yes, your willingness to bear the pain. 
is where the success came. Mm. The, the more that you're getting now out of people's lives and their stories, the testimonies, it comes from that tug and that fight and that struggle. Yeah. And if you weren't willing to heal through the pain mm -hmm. and keep leading while you're bleeding and like keep doing it, what would Vegas, what would that pocket of Vegas be? I don't know. But those people and those stories, they wouldn't be what they yeah. are. I like to believe that God has a plan for Las Vegas. And honestly, the way God has really shifted our heart and thinking yeah. about it is that like we're honored to be able no, to yeah. get to play a part in in their story, yeah. in God's story for that city yeah. Yeah. more than it being our faithfulness to do something awesome there. It's more like, dude, we get to be yeah. part of this story because the goodness of God's heart, I, I believe he would have raised somebody else up. Somebody else, right. it would have been someone sure. else's mission and vision for that place because hello, where more, where there's so much sin, more grace abounds. And I know that God's heart is for those people. And so it's like someone was going to pay the price of going to that place and seeing radical transformation. Yeah. And we get the honor to be those people. Oh, that's awesome. And that's kind of how I see it. What a beautiful perspective. Yeah. It's, it's selfless. It really is. But, you know, I talk about, I think sorry. in heaven, you know, it says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And I get this idea that there's bleachers in heaven like over pockets of earth. And I think that heaven's watching and cheering you guys on mm. because like, I mean, there's challenges in Mansfield. Oh, right. It's hard here. Oh, there's sure. things that we're navigating oh, and sure. dealing with hard everywhere, but it it's, it's, but it's, everywhere. but it's a lot different kind of hard. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a different hard. And uh, man, one of the reasons that we love y'all and have invested and believe in anchor Hill and you guys is because you're in a hard place but you're tough people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No. And we and you said something right there before I almost rudely cut you off. No, you're okay. No. The great we, point we, we interrupt each other so much. This is probably the least interruptions we've ever had. No, it was is in this one. <laughs> Another reason that we knew A, we couldn't quit, and that we just had the sense that God was with us is people like you. There have been people that have supported us. Yes. So, so there's people like you. There have been other pastors, other churches that have financially helped us to get through. But then there's our team. Yeah. Like yeah. we up, we had not even been able to pay anybody yet because yeah. just the money hadn't come in the way maybe it could come in in some other areas. Yeah. We have an incredible team of people who've just been serving with us yeah. and, and loving on people and taking care of helping sure. us take care of the church. Like we could not no. do it without them. We couldn't do it without you guys. And, um, it's definitely not been just John and I at all. No, and we have a team of, of no. amazing yeah. people that have given so many years yeah. volunteering to see to see Anchor Hill be what it currently is. But but there's so many pastors who are in that position that they're maybe getting paid a little bit, but nobody else is getting paid, right? Yeah. Right. You know, and they know just like we know they wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for that team of people yeah. who are there with yeah. them. But it's kind of God's gift to the church. It's, God gift, it's God's gift to that leader yeah. um, to help them continue to go. And we just know that, man, we're grateful because of the people that have come alongside us. Like, it's yeah. not just our story. It's, it's, it's your story, too. You guys have helped us impact our city and, and change people's lives. And so many of other friends. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Couldn't many other friends that are like, when we had hard seasons, they were like, no way, man, we're going to come beside you and, you know, make sure that, that we're with you. Mm -hmm. uh, a buddy of mine in, in Houston, Jeremy Foster, pastors a great church, one of the most generous dudes I've ever met in my life. Yeah. To be honest with you, we got through our first year financially because of him in a church called Hope City wow. out there. They helped us to get to budget every month because y'all 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We weren't there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't coming in. Yeah. And so we know, man, God, you've been so good to us. You've you've aligned us with some great people. You know, and we got to keep miracles, going. Right. The miracles that we've seen. Uh, you know, in the pandemic, God allowed us to get a building when everybody else was right. shutting down. Come on, right. somebody. We got a building Come on, right. in the middle of this. So we're like, God, we're just going to keep saying yes and keep like stretching for more. Like how, are, like it doesn't make sense to us, but we feel this tugging to this push. This tug of more. This, this tug, tug of more. Hello. Of more. It's a good see? line. Love you know? the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> And that's what, and, and a building happened. Right. And, and then honestly, it miraculous people started giving that had no idea that we were looking at a building. They were like, God woke me up and, and told me like, what's going on with you guys? Like, is there something happening? And like thousands of dollars were coming in without people knowing that we were in the middle of this deal that we didn't have enough for, but we were just going to keep going until the door was slammed shut. Yeah. We were able to renovate the building in cash. Yeah. Well, like it's been insane. What, what? I remember the story. So you guys came in and spoke for us a couple months ago. Yeah. And we invested. Yeah. And yes. then on the flight back, oh, oh John my gosh. just sits next to some rich business dude. Dude. They upgraded us, right? And you he got- and he wrote you a check for twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five G's. Yes. And so he actually like, gave it. And he but actually he gave said it, he was but, going but to, but out, out of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. so and so like, ministry is not always those moments. Yeah. yeah. No. But it's always not these moments. Right. And we have to just stay faithful in in yes. both seasons sure. to say, hey, God, it's real hard right now, but I know you called me. Well, yeah. And if you find yourself like in a frustrating yes. moment, it's worth one more tug. Yes. Like it's one, it's worth one more week of saying, hey, I'll show up again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like if it's only 80 people this yep. time, I'll show up the next yep. time mm-hmm. and I'll show up. And I think that if there's anyone paying attention today that that feels that way, yeah. like just tug one more time. Yes. Yeah. You, well, and that's you, just the faithfulness of God, right? So it's, it's these... The low moments are really hard and the yeah. high moments are really high. And I guess that's a way to describe ministry is mm-hmm. the highs can be really high and the lows can be really yeah, low. For sure. And when you're really low, what keeps you e- to equilibrium is reaching back to those high moments. You know, it's Absolutely. like David saying before he goes and fights Goliath, oh man, I remember the lion and the bear. Yeah. God's done this before. He could do it again. Yeah. And that's kind of where, how you find that balance. Like, okay, it's been a hard month. It's been a hard week. It's been a hard this, whatever it may be. You remember those high moments. And when you're really high, you also go, right. okay, I remember those low moments. Yeah. So I don't want to live way up in the clouds right. either because this could be around the corner. But even if I don't stay up here, I know God's faithful. And if we come down from here, I know God's faithful. Yeah. And if we get to the bottom, I still know God's it's faithful. True. But it's true. It's, it's been a testing of not living solely out of emo- out of emotion, honestly, yeah. more yeah. than ever before. I mean, we've talked about it, preached on it and everything else, but really... It's our faith that drives us, not the high moments, because if you're just going on that, those yeah. are short and in between, right? right. The, yeah. the mountaintops are little, and yeah. the and the base of the mountain, those hard that hard climb is so much bigger, um, and so there's more struggle than there is peak times. Yeah, and so really, it, it is about just locking into that faith journey. Yeah, um, and our emotions can lie to us, can detour our, our path yeah. and make you believe that you're doing something wrong or, or God has left you in, yeah. in the no, middle of this. True. And really, um, living out of emotion is painful. So yeah. when it gets hard, yeah, you got to talk to God about it. Yeah. 
you've got to talk to some people about it. Sure. We've both said multiple times, we talked in hard times. Yep. I've called Pastor John yep. when I've been dealing with things. You've got to have some people to talk about, and then you got to just pull one more time. Come on, one more time. Don't, don't, don't let back. your hands be tired. The no. Bible says take, take a, a new, new grip. grip. Come on. Yeah. Pull that thing because That's God it. has more for you. Absolutely. Listen, really, if you're looking for a great pastor to follow and connect with, this team's incredible. Anchor Hill Church. Woo. Check them out. Really, if you're in <laughs> Vegas, go. Anchor Hill. Worship hey. loud. <laughs> drop some coin in that offering bucket. <laughs> Bless them. That's Because right. we know there's more for you guys. Yes. Man, we love, love you. Guys. you. Thanks love you guys. so love much you for being this here. Is so awesome. yeah. Yeah.